going on everybody welcome to jeff versus the world hood classics and like always i got my man shaheed here what's going on good sir what's up everybody this is black moon out here back in the basement big ticket out here about to spit a freestyle oh i'm sorry i know what show he's doing because he still got that that hipster 1993 new york rap music keep going listen I've never said I wasn't a hipster. I don't understand. Listen, man, you don't have to. Don't judge me. I am who I am. Keep trying to tell you that. Anyways. Um, tell you about that. Shahid is beat. Did you like your instance before you played that beat? No, actually I did last night. Um, Yeah, Shahid is being a bully. Excuse him early this morning. Uh, <laughs> so we're back. Uh, if you listen to last week's show, uh, we said that we were going to come back this week with a little different type of show, a special show, where me and Shahid, for the first half of the show, we'll be talking about just some of our favorite movies, three of our favorite movies. And yeah, so uh, let's get it started. I'm going to let Shahid go first today. So tell us about your first movie. Hmm, I was thinking about my first movie because it's like, when I look at favorites, I don't necessarily think they like the best. I just think of like movies where if it's on, I'll watch. Doesn't matter what part of the movie's on, but so much of it's throwing on the background or something, I just watch. Just when I'm bored. And I have some movies, like it's some movies I like. I might have seen maybe two or three times. And then it's some movies that I like that I've seen maybe tw- at least twenty. The 25 times. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where I know, like I almost know the, every word for word, exactly what scene and still pick up new stuff. So one of those movies that I can always watch is Alien. Really? I remember watching it like, yeah. Because it's funny where I like, you know, people argue which one is better, the first one or the second one. I watched both. The first one I like a little. I mean, I like the first one. I always, I always prefer the second one because it's just more, you know, first one's like a horror movie. Second one's an action movie. And I tend to lean toward action more than horror. And I think I did, I was there watching the movie theater, but I watched it on cable. My dad used to have HBO. He used to come on HBO all the time on cable. And I probably saw about 10 to 15 times as a kid just in the 80s and then watched it plenty of times in the 90s whenever it's on I just watch it just because it's just a 
it's one of those few like almost perfect action movies. Like it's funny. It's you know the story set up from the first one. Sigourney Weaver's out there being a badass, just not being listened to. And I always laugh like all the stuff with the Marines because they come out, you know, the glorious day in the core, blah blah blah. All all that archetype, you know, got the gruff black black leader, you know, the smart ass, all that stuff. Aliens kind of started that first. The stuff we kind of took for granted, like aliens for all that, you know, I got the tough, I got the tough girl doing pull ups. I got this guy, I got the Joker, everything like that. The stuff you see all the time now, you first saw with aliens. And I just laughed because they just set up like this, this, this badass U.S. Marine squad, and they get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. They like the, they like the 2019 Browns, basically. <laughs> I, I actually think I watched the second one more than I watched the first one. And I actually think I watched the third one more than I watched the first one. I only seen the first one a handful of times. I didn't expect that movie. The, the first one's a weird one because it's kind of like it's not a typical sci-fi movie where you know they're out there tomorrow. You know, I hope we get paid for doing all this extra shit. It's real big. <laughs> it's, it's still like a, a lived-in thing. Like you know, they're there about the money. It's like, oh, we doing this. Is the part of contract, contract state, we get this, this, this. It's like, I'm just trying to get paid. And then they break quarantine because they don't listen to Ripley. The whole Alien series, like, people don't listen to Ripley, they end up dying. They break quarantine. The first time you see the alien pop out the dude's chest after it gets on the space is like, what the hell is this? And then find out Ash is a robot. That's kind of like a twist because if you hadn't seen it, you just wonder like, who's this weird guy? Why is he all stick with the rules? And he realizes the android. You're like, you're not used to like robots that didn't look like robots. Yeah. So that was new too. But I mean, that was kind of like you know the alien comes in, just kills all of them. Like <laughs> Yaffe Koda wanted to shoot the fair. What is it with black people and alien movies? Hey, listen, we gonna go out. We gonna go out swinging. Charles is. Yeah, because Charles S. Dutton was the first one. He was just the last one. Like, yeah, I'm going to give these hands to a xenomorph. What can go wrong? <laughs> you know, somebody uh, somebody had uh, tried to... Uh, you know, like, I, I watched the first one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I was about to say, somebody had tried to tell me. I think no, we, were, we were joking about it in a tweet, me, you, and Jay. And uh, somebody came with my DMs. Um, he was trying to uh, to get... He was trying. What did, I forgot how they worded it, but basically, just basically, I'm like, man, we know. Just let the jokes fly. Get out of here. <laughs> like we don't know he was trying to buy some time, basically. Which, oh no, he wasn't really trying to throw a fair when he was. <sighs> you just ruined the fun. Trying to, trying to hold, trying to hold, trying to hold him off while Ripley escapes. Like, yeah, that's just as dumb. Absolutely. So whatever, like. So, but no, Aliens is awesome because it's the you know awesome cast. Bill Paxton doing Bill Paxton things, just losing <laughs> his damn cool. Though he went from just talking shit to losing his cool <laughs> to going out like a madman. Game like, over, man. What are we gonna do? We ain't playing. We just got our ass kicked. He just out here just losing it. Uh, like, the, like he had work like a printer broke and he just had a lunch break and he don't know what to do. Um, 
So, but no, that's one of my favorite because I can just watch it the whole time. I don't have you watched the extended version? I don't believe I ever have. No, I think every yeah, I have. Um, was I prefer the original one. The extended one adds, but it's not really better. It's just longer. <clears throat> that's see. That's the whole thing about extended movies. Sometimes that uh, they just sometimes they're just not good. I, I can't remember an extended film that I watched that made the movie better. I've seen a couple. It's on. It's one that stands out for me. Kingdom of Heaven. The extended version is a lot better than the um, theatrical version. Oh, okay. I'm gonna check that out. I never like seen a, a whole, a whole, a whole lot better. Like a whole lot better. Where like it's, it explains a lot of stuff that's in the background. Makes them and the movie makes more sense. Um, like some movies, like Troy, the extended version. Some of the scenes add some stuff, but they can't use it in the music version. So I prefer the original one. And I'm glad the original one is back on Netflix because before, you couldn't buy the original one. Like, whatever you try to buy, it was just the extended one for like a, for a long-ass time. So if you hadn't seen the original one in the movie theater, you didn't have the ability to, to see the original one at all until recently. Um, so, like, that one stands out worse. Deadpool 2, they... They added a few jokes. They changed the music at the end, and I'd like fly like an eagle. That was a that was a bad choice. So I always watch the original <laughs> one. Oh, the Wolverine. That extended version. That that extended edition is better. It's been a while since I watched the extended version of that, and I can't remember if I liked it or not. Oh, yeah. the extended version. They make it more. It make it like R rated. Yeah, more violent, and they add some scenes to space some stuff out. So. Yeah, I would say that. But most of the time, it's kind of like they just add stuff here and there or a scene here and there. Like, it doesn't either make a difference or it just messes up the flow of the movie. Okay. Um, Aliens. It's been a while since I watched it. I might have to put that as a movie to watch on my vacation so I can watch it again. Um, If you follow me on Twitter. Yeah, now nah, I'm not. I won't take it away. It's a classic. Uh, that I will say because it just it's really good. But I just don't know. I, and you know, I especially don't know why I watched it. I think I watched the third one because I think more is because I think the people that I used to be around at the age and time. So we used to always watch that movie. So I, you know, me now I'm just like, oh, let me watch this movie or whatever when it's on or whatever. But. Whatever. But if you follow me on Twitter, my movie, uh, you, you may know two of these movies that I'm going to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to start off easy with the easy one. And that is 1991's Point Break. Um, this movie is 19, is the 90s all the way. Topping down. Uh, and I really enjoy this movie because of Patrick Swayze. Because it was very rare that we got to see Patrick Swayze basically play the bad guy. He's a hipster, uh, always talking about this higher plane being and beads, sands, wind, and all this stuff. <laughs> but he plays it so well, and you can just tell he's really enjoying the role. Um, and as far as Keanu Reeves, I, you know, I know he gets a lot of slack in that time for his acting, but I think he played 
well with you know Gary Busey and Patrick Swayze. He he got they got the best out of him. Um, it's just a fun movie. It's fun. It's pretty straight to the point. Bunch of bank robbers. Uh, he's a former football player. Now he's an FBI. He's going after him, but he gets too close. He becomes uh, friends with Bodie, the Bodie Kai. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a great. I think it's one of it's one of my favorite action movies. I'm not gonna say it's great or anything like that, but I know it has a, like a cult following that many people have uh, enjoyed, and they came out with a. I don't know if it's a reboot or a remake. Um, what was it last year or two years ago that I still haven't saw yet. I don't think I'm ever gonna plan to see it. But yeah, that was that's basically my first movie, uh, Point Break. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. I've I've watched bits and pieces. I'm like, this shit looks corny. Oh, like God. I have never had desire. I know it's a cult classic. Catherine Bigelow is a great action director. And it's hilarious that considering how much we love the Fast and Furious, and that's basically like Point Break with cars. That I've never seen Point Break, but I'm like, I've watched it like this. I try. I like this every time I watch. Like this is silly. Like maybe because I didn't watch it when it first came out. But trying to that's the thing with certain movies. It's hard if you didn't watch it when it came out, and you didn't watch it at a certain age. It's kind of hard to watch it when you're older. That's fair. Because it's kind of like, because I feel the same way. Like, I got into my kind of like Karate Kid. I'm like, the original I thought was trash. I was more of a fan of the remake because I'm like, I didn't watch it when it came out. So by the time I watched it, I was like a teen. I'm like, this shit's stupid. It's, oh, like, like, oh. it's, it's unreal. Like, it's unrealistic. Well, nobody would like this punk. And it's like, <laughs> There's no way in the world I'm thinking he beating Johnny Lawrence. Like, no. It's, I like, mean, so it, if you really watch the movie, he was passive-aggressive in the movie. He was an asshole, but that's when I got older and started noticing it. But, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, you know, you finally learned how to fight sticking up for yourself. So, yeah, so, I get it. And that's, and that's fine. Like, I know people who watched it, nostalgia is cool. And the funniest thing is I love watching Cobra Kai, even though I don't like the Karate Kid trilogy. So fancy that. But no, Point Break, I don't have any bad things about it. I just kind of like, I try watching it. And I love Keanu Reeves, but that that Keanu Reeves performance, I am an <laughs> Oh my God. It's hard not to watch. It's hard not to watch that and just not laugh. <laughs> like, like, between him. Patrick Swayze doing whatever he doing. He is and Gary Busey, like he just Busey like, it up. What, <laughs> and we crack. Like what a mix. So that's fair. You know, you explaining it that way, I can understand when people say, "Oh, I've never seen this movie," and it may be an older movie. And yeah, once you get past a certain age, yeah, I, I get it. Because if you told me to watch, um, shit. Gremlins now, I'll just start laughing. I mean, then as a kid, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? But now I'll just be like, oh, this is some silly shit, but whatever, I'll watch it. So I get it. So I guess I go next. So another favorite of mine is Rocky 3. 
Yo, wow. You know, I won't even go touch the movies we had did. I, that's all I try to avoid. But go ahead. But no, yeah. But I was I was thinking that too because like I was trying to avoid that too. But it's kind of like if you're from Philly, you're gonna like Rocky. And out of the Rocky movies, three is my favorite just because it's just a quick, you know, fall from grace, get back on the, you know, get back in the game, redeem yourself, and everything like that. Mr. T is just an all-time awesome villain, and him just talking trash the whole time. But it's kind of like if he ain't bullied, if he ain't basically want to sexually assault Adrian, he ain't the villain of the movie. He absolutely is not. He made a mistake. Yeah, like he out here, like you know, I'm hungry. Y'all ain't give me a chance, give me a shot. And Rocky out there living all nice, spending a whole bunch of money, <laughs> barely trading, <laughs> messing around with Hulk Hogan and all that crap. Oh, and it's like shit. you know, he gets the tires beat off of him. Mickey has a heart attack. The comeback with Apollo Creed, and then it's like it's it's a quotable movie because Mr. T talking a whole bunch of trash. Hulk Hogan is talking a whole bunch of trash. Rocky is funny as hell, and he and that's that whole Rocky Three love we talk about. Like between Rocky Two and Rocky Three, he went to the spa and got a new brain. Because <laughs> <laughs> anyone who listens to our Rocky Three show, just we talk, we spend a whole bunch talking about how completely different the character Rocky Balboa became from Rocky One and Two to Rocky Three. I want to say night and day, but shit, that was like Earth and Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I can, you know, it's not too long of a movie. You can just watch it. You don't really need to watch the other Rockies to enjoy it. Watching the other Rockies help, but it's just, you know, you can pop it in, quote the line, and boom, you're in and out. And out of the Rocky movies, that one for me is the most rewatchable. Where it's like, you know, you you watch it, it's fun, they got some heart. Because some of them, like, you know, one, uh, didn't really age that well. Two's too depressing. Four, four, I don't know. Some people like four more than I do. I don't, I don't dislike four. But four to seem like it's just training montages and the movie's over. Yeah, that's Five, what it is. hell no. Six, six is kind of depressing. Creed, one, yeah. Creed 2, also too depressing. So, yeah, out of the Rocky movies, Rocky 3 is the one I would, I could just pop it in and watch without any problem. Yeah, and you know, it took us, you know, when we started uh, doing the Rocky movies, and um, for the exception of Creed, because we haven't got there yet, and there's a reason why, because like you said about 2, it's just, ugh. It's, I, I slumped through that the other day watching that with my wife. Um, yeah, three, 3 is just fun. Like it's not, it's not, it's for the exception of Mickey dying. There's really no like down sad time. I mean, him getting over it, you know. But other than that, it's just it's a quick watch. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, uh, losing his mind because lying to Mickey, like yeah, we want him to fight. Should have lied. Should have told the truth. He, he with the vibe, so you've been ready for the rematch. Anybody, if I'm on my deathbed, don't lie to me. Just tell me the truth. <laughs> he just, yeah, we were third round. Knockout. Yeah, I got knocked out in the third round, Mick. Told you. I was out here being 
fucking Becky mm-hmm. Lynch. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So this one that I have next is one of my favorite actors, 2013, Christian Bale, American Hustle. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I don't see it. Like I literally have to go on my account, my voodoo account just to watch it and just be like, yeah, I want to watch American Hustle now. I think this cast is an all-time top cast as far as like movies because everybody in the movie just played their role great. And like I told you well, last week or two weeks ago, I didn't realize this is a movie about a bunch of scammers. Like up and down. Up and down. I mean, the movie's called American Right. And you're right about that. But you know, my initial watching of it, I was so like fixated in watching Christian Bell's character because you were pretty much seeing everything from his eyes and everything that he has to do to try to get out the you know, get out the situation and what it is that he started. But then when you start looking at the side characters, you're like, Oh shit, this is just a bunch of scammers all over the place. Even his you know, to the point of his wife, Jennifer Lawrence, I'm like, because she's scamming like, oh, no, nah, I got to keep him around, so I'm going to say and do whatever I got to keep him. Uh, then Bradley Cooper is the cop or FBI agent, whatever he's supposed to be like. He trying to ride both lines and scam his way up to the top. I'm like, wow. I never knew. I never really paid attention to that till the when I had texted you that day. But, yeah, I just love this movie. Um, I really love Christian Bale's performance. This may be my f- second favorite Christian Bale movie. Um, because the Dark Knight trilogy is, you know, really up there, number one. I'm not gonna pick a movie, but just oh, his. Oh, it's not um, it's not an American Psycho. It used to be, but then once I got older, it just kind of went down and down. Just because I don't even really watch it. When I was young, I used to watch it like, oh, this is so good, and I'm just like, yeah, but this shit is wild. <laughs> so like, I don't really watch it that much. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I've I've watched I haven't watched American House from the beginning and like I watched the beginning and I haven't finished it. Like I I think I have it on Blu-ray. I check it see. So but I remember I remember what I was like, yeah, it's a movie about scammers. And I'm not really I don't think I was in the mindset like watch a movie about scammers, even though they have a lot of actors I like in the movie. And it's funny, like all uh, the X Men series it's funny how much it sullied the name of Jennifer Lawrence because people look at her like, Whoa. and I'm like, this, like, did she win two Oscars? Like, been nominated for like three or four? Yeah, something like that. I know she like won that. at least one. I know she's been nominated multiple times, and it's kind of like, it's a whole subset of fans that can't stand her. I get it, but I don't her get being it. Popular mystique became the Wolverine of the X Men franchise. Yeah, I listen. I get it, but what were they? And that's not her fault. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just that she got hot, so they were like, "Oh, we got to keep getting her in this thing." So she ain't gonna turn down a bag. Yeah, the same thing happened with the first X Men. The first thing happened with the first X Men movie was like, you know, Hugh Jackman became a star, so it's like we're gonna make it the Wolverine show. But at least in comics, you're used to Wolverine being a star because they make him the star every damn thing. Like, to the point where he's, like, on the X-Men and the Avengers. So, it's like, you're used to Wolverine being popular, so you don't mind it too much in movies. See, mystically, the X-Men is like, huh? Like, what is this? Like, yeah, Jennifer, you got Jennifer Lawrence. 
and a whole, a whole bunch of people that's not Jennifer Lawrence. So that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll get around lots of movies. Like I remember the I remember the stuff of Bradley Cooper him lusting over Amy Adams always had me <laughs> laughing because he was boy thirsty as can be making all these promises. I can do this. I can save you. Doing his little dance. <laughs> Listen. Uh, so. <laughs> this man had a whole fiance <laughs> and was on the phone setting up a date to go to the club. I'm like, wow, what the fuck is going on right now? Uh, what's his name? Richie Damato. I mean, hey, like I said, it's a movie full of scammers. It's, and as far as Christian Bell, he's probably him and like. Is he, a, is he the best actor working the spirit acting skill right now? I mean, I'm going to say yeah, just that's because I'm, you know, he's my favorite. So I'm like, oh, yeah. But I mean, it could be debated, I guess. Like, if you're doing, if you're doing a Mount Rushmore, it's, it's him, Denzel, Leonardo, and Viola Davis. I won't argue with that. Basically, like top four. Right now in 2020, yeah, I'm I won't with bring it. up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's other names that's up there, but those names that come like as far as like when you think about acting, maybe Pitt, if you want to do one and one A. So, but it's kind of like, you know, Christian Bell doing Christian Bell stuff. And it's funny, like I've seen him in a lot of movies. Um, Four versus Ferrari, he's awesome in that. I'm surprised he gets nominated. That movie, he's Dick Cheney. I felt wrong after watching. I still haven't watched Cause it. Because it's like, he's real good in it. I saw it in the movies. Like, it's, it was like the order story of a supervillain. And they kind of played it for laughs, but not really. Like, it was, I felt, and I got an argument with somebody like that. Like, I just felt wrong watching it. Like, when the movie was like, they should made this. And it wasn't his fault because he was excellent in the movie and they were telling a story. But the way they told the story just made you feel like, Yucky. Yeah, that's been my only reason for not really watching it. I think, no, yeah, because everybody keeps telling me, like, I liked it, but it's, it's something about it that didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. He was, and that's what it, you yeah. said the same thing. You say he was really good. It was just something about, about Dick Cheney's, Yeah. Yeah, Dick Cheney's a, yeah like, Dick Cheney's a real-life supervillain. And you watching a super villain origin story. It's kind of like they don't glorify him, but they don't really demean him. They just put it like, "Oh, this, he did this, did that, and shit happens." No, like it's the kind of same way like Joker, but real life. If that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Which makes it even worse because it happened in real life. So, but yeah. I mean, I, okay. So it's, it's funny. The two movies you named. I laughed at the I laughed at the first one and the second one I haven't seen, but like I said, we have we have different tastes sometimes, so that's yeah. why our shows work. So my third one and that was when I picked up Gladiator. Oh I, yeah, oh man. I love that. I movie. cannot stress like I love Gladiator so much. And one of the things is personal because it's my brother's favorite movie. And also, you know, and it's kind of like we always talk about it because it's basically that Russell Crowe, you know, talking trash and being a hero for two hours. Russell Crowe being Bruno San Martino, basically. Uh, yep. There you go. And they don't make actions like Russell Crowe anymore. 
Like, it, I'm just saying, like, it was a time, this was right in his run. Like, Russell, Russell Crowe had, like, a six, seven-year run where he was a damn man. Like, I'm the burly man's man that still got a sensitive heart. He out there with his Australian accent. He's talking about being a Spaniard, just cutting promos. Like, we're going to go to, we're going to fight in hell, blah, blah, blah. Stand behind me. I got this. But I don't want to be a leader. And I, I just love, because one, I'm a, I'm a sucker for sword and sandals movies. And this movie kind of like started that whole, that, this movie kind of brought that trend back because you got this. And then you got Troy and 300 and all these other movies like that. And it started off with this one. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is, boy. I never. I, I, he if, is just a madman in this movie. <laughs> if it was somebody ever hating a movie, ooh, and you just wanted to bring it to real life, like, woo. I would put you to son in front of you would love me right before he strength, right before he smothered his damn dad. <sighs> he he killed his dad. He lusting after his sister. He probably would sleep with Maximus if he if he had a chance, like. He always loved you more. You were his favorite just out here. Just Ooh, I hate her. Wine and like, <laughs> I need my tonic because I'm having a mind. Uh Yes, he is He is very hateable in a good way. So, like, you just, you just rooting for just Russell Crowe just to beat the brakes off him at the end. And the music is top notch. Like, Hans, that's probably my favorite Hans Zimmer music that he's done in the movie. And he's done a lot of movies too in the Dark Knight trilogy. So, like, and it says a lot. Whenever you watch college football, you're gonna hear that music because they play those they play those songs yeah. for every first down or a touchdown. Like that music just it's like that movie came out a long ass time ago, and they still rocking that music to this day. Yeah, um, Gladiators. That's that's one of my favorite. I'm, I when I remember when I got it on DVD, I think I watched that thing like every day or every other day at least. I would just put it on and do what I had to do. Maximus. Yeah, because it's like I didn't see it in a movie theater. I think the first time I saw it was on DVD. Me too. It's like Mac, you know, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. Like he just pissed, just out there. Like, oh, turn your back on me. <laughs> and Joaquin's face when he takes the mask off, you see Russell Crowe. He's like, they said he was dead. They lied to me. What happened to my? I thought I had friends. Like he just makes his face like, what is going on? No, that movie is, is that's an amazing ass movie. We're gonna definitely cover it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's gonna be a future it's gonna be a future show. So could we give it the credit deserved. I have, you know, so that's my third. It was hard picking three, but those are my three. Alright, I guess I'll close it out. Um this movie is like I don't know. This movie, this third movie, is close to me. Like I love this movie, and I think I love this movie because initially it was an underdog movie, and that is uh, 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I remember, you know, when it, Marvel said, "Oh, you know, we're gonna come out with we're gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy," and everybody was like, "Who? What?" And it was that small, and I mean small, pocket of people who've read. I'm not saying no, 
You might have known about Guardians of the Galaxy, but it ain't that many people that were reading Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure it's far more now than were reading the comics. But I remember going to the movie theaters and I was just blown the fuck away because it was entirely different from the MCU. It took a sharp turn. It was like, whoa, all these colors and we in space now. And I mean, shh. I can speak for the cast. And this is like, huh? It's Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. It's Marvel Star Wars. Star Wars. And it's funny where I didn't know nothing about, I didn't know nothing about any comics at all. And I remember it's like, I'll get more of the benefit out. Like James Gunn, I'm like, the guy that did super, like, mm-hmm. that's who they picked. Okay, you got Bradley, you got Bradley Cooper, but he's playing the voice of a raccoon and doesn't sound like Bradley Cooper. You got Vin Diesel, that's cool. He's a tree? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like you see the cast, it's like, what? What is happening? Like, okay, because the biggest stars you would think kind of like them would be like Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper. And they, they're not really in the, well, they're in the movie, but not them in the movie. Chris, you know, Chris Pratt, I didn't watch, what was it, Parks and Recreation? Yeah. Is that, or, I never watched it. I know who he was. I just saw a picture of, like some, some chubby dude, and I saw the gifts all the time. And I remember Zoe Saldana. She wasn't like, you know, I guess this was after Avatar. So she, so she's like, no, her getting painted. Was nothing wrong with that, but then the movie, like you said, the movie came out. I'm like, this is just this is way different than Thor and Iron Man, right? Like this, it just felt like you know when this movie came out, like this is a fun ass movie. It just feels fun and original, and they crack the jokes, and they got the soundtrack there, and it's just bright, and vibrant. Like it just looks like it's one of the first comic movies in a long time that looked like a comic book and felt like one. Yeah, like it was just bright and alive, and I remember watching like, and after I was watching, like, you know what, Marvel could do anything, and I'm I'm always gonna get the benefit of the benefit of doubt. I'm never doubting them again. Yeah, and that's and I think that that was the movie. That was the movie that was like, okay, it ain't no guessing them. Yeah, I'm checking. I'm not gonna say I ain't gonna like because I remember people was like, oh, this is gonna be the movie that kills Marvel, or this movie's gonna fail, and. Yeah, 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 whatever. And and you know another thing about the movie, it was just about family, pretty much. You know, because that was that became they became a family throughout this movie. Uh, you know, they showed you the beginning of Chris Pratt losing his mother, and he had thought he had a family with the, the was the Ravengers, <laughs> and to a certain degree, he had a father figure in that group. But that's for the second one. Um, but yeah, I was gonna eat you, boy. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I just... hey, the cast is, you, if you ever look at the cast, that cast is top-notch. It's insane. It's, it's just inside roles, Michael Rooker, John C. Riley, and Glenn Close. Glenn Close showing up in a Marvel movie like, yeah, I'm, I'm just here. I'm playing, it, I'm playing it serious. Yeah. And... Oh, we can't talk about Guardians of the Galaxy without talking about Batista. Right. Because uh, rumor has it, but when he told yeah. 
told WWE about this, especially uh, two people, they laughed at him. That's the story I heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Why would we promote that? Yeah, WWE messed up on that one. They really messed up. It's funny how they, if it ain't the Rock and John Cena, they don't promote nobody. Nope. Because they ain't promote Batista originally. And then they, by the time they start promoting, it was too late. He was already out the door. They ain't promote Sheamus and Ninja Turtles 2. They, yeah, it's like people would just be showing up in movies. They, if it's not a WWE movie, they real finicky on who they promote. And I remember Batista being in there, and it's kind of like, I saw him in a few things. Like, I saw him in um, Man with the Iron Fist. Yeah, I did. Same thing. When he was, um, I saw him in Riddick. He was good in that. But I couldn't think of him as, like, having, like, you know, sense of, you know, dry sense of humor. And I'm going to basically play this funny man playing it straight. And he was awesome at it. And I was like, oh, he got talent. Yeah. He got talent, talent. And I was like, once I saw him, like, yeah, he ain't. You don't need wrestling no more. And it's crazy because most people like your uh, John Cena's Randy Orton uh, was a DiBiase Jr. They gave him a platform to say, hey, uh, we're going to make this movie with you. But they didn't do that with Dave. Dave like, had to go outside and be like, yeah, you know, I got to look for roles, you know, whatever it is, small, big, or whatever it may be. And like he worked his way to the position that he's at now, like really worked. I mean, I'm just speaking from a wrestler standpoint because he didn't have that, that like you know beginning. Oh yeah, come he do. Said he wanted to be. A, he said he wanted to earn it, and he's like he basically wanted to be a character actor, which he's doing a great job at it. As far as I'm movies, the movie, most of the movies I've seen with him in it. The only one I haven't seen is the, um, uh, Stuber. Stuber movie, I think I haven't seen that. Yeah, yet. I haven't seen that. And I know he got that new one when he's like the. Babies, he's like a CIA agent with the little girl. It was supposed to come out this year, nothing coming out right now. But, yeah. um, I haven't seen him at Blade Runner, the newest one. He was good in that. Um, ho- yeah, Hotel Artemis, he's good in that. The movie with Jodie Foster and, um, what's his name, dude from This Is Us? Oh, um, Sterling, Sterling Brown. There you go. Yeah, so he's, he's good in that. So when he's in movies, he's good in them. And he's in a lot, and it's funny, like he's in a lot of movies, like he's constantly working. So, of course, they made Chris Pratt a star, for better or for worse. You know, <laughs> um, I don't know, like Chris Pratt, no. You know why I laugh? Like, I don't mind him in, in a Jurassic Park movies and new Jurassic World movies. Mm-hmm. That movie passage is ridiculous. Have you seen that, him and Jennifer Lawrence? No, but I know because my wife wanted me to watch it with and I was like, nah, I'm not watching this. It's something about this movie that rubbed me the wrong way. No. Okay, spoiler alert. They on this this they're on this ship that's you know, going across the galaxy, this new planet so we sleep. And Chris Pratt wakes up by accident. He can't go back to sleep. The trip is like sixty or seventy years, so he's gonna die before they get there. So instead of just dying by himself, he decides to wake up Jennifer Lawrence so he's not lonely and then lie about it. Oh, he's, oh, so he's a piece of shit, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then she finds out and it's like, oh, congratulations, I'm, I'm going to die because you were lonely and horny. 
Like, it's a love story based upon a lie and a, a murderous lie. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it on Stars. I'm like, this, this storyline is trash. <laughs> but no, so ever since I watched it, I always look Chris Pratt with a side eye. But no, which one do you like more, volume one or volume two? You know, I don't know. I've been asked that question plenty of times because everybody, you know, my, my wife is like, yeah, which one you like more? Because I know you love the first one. I was like, I don't know. I really, I, like, they all, both of them have something about it that I really enjoy. And I think it's just the the, the family dyna- dynamic that they always drive for. And I always just appreciate that. So it's hard for me to pick. But if I, you put a gun to my head, I'll say the first one. Is a little cute at points, but two has more heart. That part, Michael Rooker, when he dies, ooh, <laughs> that is some sad shit. Like, it's some stuff going on. And everything going on with Kurt Russell's like, yeah, you know, I loved your mama. He's like, that is a shame when I had to kill her. I remember we was in a movie theater, that part happened, and we was like, oh, you know, like, wow. Like, you kind of knew it was coming. But you didn't. You weren't sure. But he just blurred out the saying, and he just lost his mind, started shooting them. It was like it's a it's a lot of emotional heft in, in the second one more than the first one. Even though the first one had you know group dying to save him, and we still had him like it's playing. Sebastian Stallone was in that movie. Sometimes I forget he was in there. So, Tango and, and Cash. Like, <laughs> Tango yeah, and you Cash. Betrayed, you betrayed the gold. <laughs> <laughs> you want, like. Yeah, he had Tango and Cash in a Marvel movie. It was a Marvel movie. Like it was nothing. <laughs> this is another day at work. I was like, wow. Because I know Kurt Russell. He know Kurt Russell's the type. He just seemed like the type of guy that if the movie seemed fun and the story is somewhat logical, I'll do it. I, I don't know. It's Kurt Russell just seemed like he don't take the Hollywood shit seriously. I don't know why I believe that. But I just he just seemed like he just don't take it seriously. No, because he's, he's a confident man. Mm. He knows what he can do and can't do. So when you have that thought process, you ain't, when you're good and you know you're good, you don't stress stuff like that. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, Kurt Russell seemed like, you know what, I could have been a certain type of actor. I like having fun. Sometimes I do serious roles. Because it's fun, like, you've been working for a long time. He's in a lot of good movies. But when you think about great actors as movie stars, you never think of him. We should. Until you think about some movies like, oh, he was in half of my favorite movies. Yep. That's what I always come back to. I'm like, damn, I watch a lot of Kurt Russell movies. And they always start with the like, th- thing. <laughs> think about even like genre stuff. You see him in this, he pops up in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Just, that, have, just have fun. It's kind of like, you know, Kurt Russell at this point. Just having, and then he pops in the Tarantino movie, having fun. Yep. Like that's so. Honorable mention. I'll just do one because otherwise be too long. Predator. Original. Original. Okay. I, I, I almost want to switch it out with Alien because it's hard picking out which one I like more between Aliens and Predator because I watch them because Predator I just watch all the time, and overall I like the Predator franchise more than Alien franchise. Um, but I like Aliens a tad bit more than Predator because they're similar in some cases, but the difference is like Aliens, 
it's it's this alien threat there. They know about it. They take it for granted for the most part. They get shortchanged because they can't use their weapons. They get slaughtered, and then they got to kind of makeshift their way to survive. And all that could have been avoided if, one, they weren't greedy, and two, they listened to Ripley. Predator is like, it's this badass team. They established to be a badass team. You actually see them being a badass team, and then it all goes out the window when Predator shows up. It's like, as good as they were, it didn't make a, it didn't make a damn difference. He just picks them off one by one. <laughs> and they're not dumb. They're not being stupid. They're just kind of like, we ran into something we can't handle. It'd be like a 19, a team in the 70s, and then Shaq shows up. What you going to do? Yeah, that movie. Shaq. That we, ain't, we ain't equipped to guard. It's 1976. I ain't equipped to guard Shaq. What are we supposed to do? So that's basically how Predator is. It's like we got this all this badass team just running to a damn monster. I'm all, I'm, I'm a fight fair by being invisible, sneaking up on people. Fair <laughs> fight by ass. Predator's idea of fair fight is like Kung Fu movies idea of fair fight. As in, they don't do fair fights. <laughs> that movie was a lot of t- testosterone in that movie. A lot of it. <laughs> because everybody was just jacked oh, and ready to fight. A whole bunch. Everybody jacked and worked out. And it's funny where two governors, one somebody else ran for governor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Cause, yeah, because Schwarzenegger and Ventura were both governors. I forgot about Ventura being in the movie, but now I just think about the beginning. I'm like, oh yeah, he was in the movie. <laughs> oh man, I didn't do an honorable mention. Pick one. Uh, let's see, honorable mention. Hardcore Henry. I love Hardcore Henry. I can watch that like anytime. I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm bored. I'll put in Hardcore Henry because I think it was just the. I think they did a video game that wasn't a video game very well in that first person view, that uh Call of Duty view. And it was just fun. It was just a fun movie. I really have that that if if I would suggest a movie that somebody's never seen, if they told me, Oh, I've never seen Hardcore Henry, I'd say watch it. You're gonna get some enjoyment out of it. Cause it's all about um uh boy, when Henry's friend. He's just always around. And when he comes around, he comes around in like weird spots. He's just like trying to guide Henry through all this shit. So yeah. That that's just one I would uh suggest anybody, especially for anybody who loves action movies, because it's a fun action movie from a first person um point of view. You've seen it before, right? Yeah, I have never seen it. You should watch that. I, I, no, it's funny where I I had it on my DVR for the longest. I just never got around to watching it. Maybe I will. I just wanted those. Like, I was curious to see it. I didn't want to see the movie theater because I thought it was going to blow up. I just thought, like, that first person view just seemed like it would be just real distracting for a whole movie. But um, I'll give it a try. Of course, I uh, should know you gonna pick some hipster. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I put on my I put on you, my Undertaker gear are, now. Cut it out. You are who you are. Hey, hardcore here. I like that movie. I like. I, oh, this is fun. <laughs> anyway, well, part two because we have done with that. Now we're gonna get into some 
really interesting stuff because uh yeah we're gonna talk about actors that were first uh supposed to be in movie roles for whatever reasons they might have said no to the role they may have had bowed out they may have started and stopped whatever it is uh yeah that's what we're gonna talk about and i gave y'all an example on twitter i told y'all that initially they wanted john travolta to be forrest gump which is i can't even i can't even picture that because i don't think he would have brought that that uh, that uh, Tom Hanks has something about him. And I think it's that with that role anyway, it was that honesty. It was, you know, that, that, that honesty. Cause Travolta kind of looks sleazy and everything. Only thing I can only remember uh, Travolta looking like, uh, he's like a good guy was maybe Michael, but he was still kind of sleazy in that. Dancing in bars and <laughs> with cigarettes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I get that, but yeah, this the, those are. No, there's, there's plenty, and I can't wait till we get into it. All right, I'll start it out since you started out the first one. Uh, let me get to my notes. Okay. Uh, okay. We're gonna start out for one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So it's a recent one. Furious Seven. Kurt Russell plays Mister Nobody. He was not their first choice or even second or third choice. He was their fourth choice. Shit. Second and third choice were Taylor Lautner and Holly Berry. Yeah. Um, Holly Berry, I could see maybe Taylor Lautner makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know why they thought that. Their first choice and the one they asked to do, and they asked him multiple times, was Denzel Washington. Oh, I forgot about that. How? I, I'm trying to wrap my head around Denzel Washington just dealing with Tyrese's nonsense. <laughs> you know he just be looking at him. All right, you got jokes. You got a lot of jokes, don't you? You're a jokester. <laughs> uh, and I'm just picturing, like, the thought, the idea of Denzel Washington and Vin Diesel in a movie together is like, my brain can't wrap myself around it. And they they said, you know, it was going to be a small role, and they were like, they expanded for part eight. Still said no. I think he was, I guess he would have seen the type he wanted to do an ensemble movie at that point in his career. <laughs> the movie has a way different energy than the Washington's in it. The, and the franchise, it seems a lot different because it's kind of like, Fast and Furious is a billion-dollar franchise, but it doesn't have, like... Denzel Washington gets heft to everything he's in. And I'm just thinking, like, that heft and weight is, like... Does he really play... I can't... That's the whole thing. I can't see Denzel Washington playing second fiddle to nobody. At all. And is Kurt Russell... Really, he's playing second fiddle to Vin Diesel and The Rock. Is Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell really playing second fiddle? Because, I mean, he's Kurt Russell. So when you see him, it's like... Yeah, I'm Mr. Nobody. I'm the coolest. I'm the coolest guy in the room right now. Denzel doesn't do those types of movies. Kurt Russell does. When when you seen Denzel in an ensemble movie when he's not the star? When's the last time you remember a Denzel watching movie when it wasn't the Denzel, <laughs> Denzel watching wasn't the star? Uh, Soldier Story. That was what eighty four, maybe long before him. Glory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like Glory. Yeah. 
such as like Matthew Broderick and um, Morgan Freeman, and then so it was like up and coming. Since then, if he's in there, he's one or one A. That's just how it is. And he's the only one, like everyone, because even Leonardo DiCaprio would be like in Django. He's not the star of the movie. He's like the he's one of the villains, but the movie's not about him. Like everyone else, I, every other actor at that level can do ensemble. I've I've never seen Denzel like you know I'm playing second fiddle. Ain't him. Never been him. Even Tom Cruise has been an ensemble character before since he since he's been a star. Yeah, I guess you yeah you mean looking at it that way you're right. So I can see I'm passing that up. But I'd love to see it though. Yeah, yeah, I was something I'm like, damn, I still like to see it. Oh man. All right. So this one's gonna be real easy. And but I didn't know about it. Or maybe I just forgot about it. But how different would the Star Wars movie would have looked with Al Pacino <laughs> as Han Solo? And I'm just like, nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Cause I, I that, that shit though. That, that <laughs> shit don't First of all, I don't need. Late, so this is what? What is it? How many? Wait, how many years is this after Godfather Two? Uh, I think it was right around the same. I think it was right around the same time. Hold on, let me look and see. Yeah. Michael Curley on his face. <laughs> No, that does not work at all. I'm just thinking about short Al running around <laughs> and that same outfit. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, so, so Godfather 2 came out 74, Star Wars came out 77. So basically three years after. Like, no, it's, he don't have the right energy for it. Because like Harrison, because... They're great actors in different ways. Harry yeah. Ford is like the everyman. He's like, you know, um, he's the dude that hasn't looked the way he looks, but it's like, I can hang out with him and get a beer. Men like being around him. Women like him. That's a hard combination to pull off. And he can just pull it off with, like, and he's not trying to be cool. He just cool. Like, he just shows up. I'm just cool and I'm, I'm likable. It's hard to be both. Al Pacino does not have, especially that that era. Al Pacino does not have that, and it's way he's too too smoldering and too just angry or like like solemn. So, and he'd have blown Mark Hamill off the screen. You think sorry, so? Like, sorry, Mark Hamill, but like that would not have been a fair fight at all. I'm, but I'm trying to remember. Um, I heard, you're yeah, but when I'm saying, I'm just talking about as far as I'm trying to think how many scenes did they have together, uh, Harrison Ford and um, Mark Hamill in the movies. They had plenty in the first one. The second one is where they don't have that many. Yeah, so that first one I can, okay, I can kind of see that. But also too, Pachita doesn't have that uh that that that. That handsome, you know that that look that the women were for, like Harrison Ford, because you know women love Harrison Ford uh, back in the day. So they will, you know, I don't think Pacino brings that same type of energy. Because how many, how many uh, 
movies have you seen? How many Pacino movies have you seen a woman looking at, lusting after him? None. What, Sin of a Woman? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's movies in the 80s. Like, see a, see a Love. Yeah. But he doesn't play those roles. Like, Godfather, like, his roles are more like, you know, I'm powerful or I'm damaged. Like, you're not trying to be, like, he's not, Leon, like, Michael Corleone's many things. He's not sexy. He ain't trying to be. Like, yeah. the first one, he get his face back then. He all, <laughs> yeah, because he his nose like that. Teenagers. Thought he was gonna talk some hot shit to that cop. So it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just a different type of energy, it's, and it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just picturing him looking like Tony Montana with that Han Solo vest on. He just seems gussy. Just running around in that same outfit. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, see how Pacino run. It ain't well. I'm like, oh, he's a run weird. Oh man, that one was fun. I I got a kick out of that one. You want me to go? Oh, am I up next? Oh, all right. I'm gonna pick one that basically changed the career of multiple people. The Matrix. And I I got multiple choices to um to go with this. Which one should I do first? No, nah, the, the one that every- Neo or Ola Uh let's do let's do Neo, the one everyone knows or should know by now. Okay. So Rolla Neo was originally offered to Will Smith. He said no. Chose Wild Wild West. <laughs> Wait, listen. And later on, he said, "Yeah, I put that out there. Like, yes, you chose Wild Wild West instead of the Matrix." To be fair, I don't think people realize what the Matrix was until after the Matrix came out. And right. he himself said he wasn't mature enough to do the role. He don't think he would have did it right. And looking back at it, he's probably right because it's like that's a not like Will Smith is a bad. Will Smith's an excellent actor, but it takes that role takes a specific. Of the energy, it's like Will Smith never seen like you know a babe in the woods. Like he's just too confident to play. Oh, he's too confident to play the other way. yeah, he but he did play it. I mean, he played it now with Gemini Man. He played that babe in the woods. He definitely played that in this one. Well, he wasn't like old enough. Yeah, okay. But like, he wasn't mature enough back then. So I'm just. But I'm just um, I'm just imagining Will Smith's ego. It I can see it, but then it's like again, how would it, how would he have played it? You know, it's yeah. So I think it worked out for the best. Maybe not for Wild Wild West because oh god, but yeah. So, other choices for Neo was Johnny Depp, which was the first choice. After Will Smith was approached, Brad Pitt wanted, I mean, Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt or Val Kilmer. Oh, they no. They both said no. Yeah, they did the right thing. So, it was between Johnny Depp and Keanu Reeves. They chose Keanu Reeves. Thank goodness. Oh, Johnny Depp is Neo. Like, I don't no. need to hear him mumbling his way through his lines. You don't even judge me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Edward, 
Edward Scissorhands in a computer was basically how he would have played it. No. So, so that's one. The real sad one, and the one I'm just thinking of, is Sean Connery. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember you talked about this. <sighs> yeah. It'll work. No, I would say part of it would have worked. The talking exposition, the wisdom part, it would work. It'd be like untouchable. The action? Nah. Sean Connery, that at that age, he, he ain't not doing no damn kung fu. <laughs> that shit ain't lying. What is wrong with you? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm too old. I'm not doing six months of this shit. They can do the answer. We can play like, you might, yeah. Um, Sean, we're doing this move about computers. We need you to learn martial arts. We're going to train everybody. You got six months. They going to look at them like, you're a fucking mind. I'm a strong bloody economy. Like, no. He's not doing that. It is. And I'll just imagine him and his voice talking about Detective Red Pro. Blah, 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 blah. Detective Blue Pro. I'll show you where the dream land is. Like, just him saying all the stuff Morpheus saying in that voice. It just have, I'd be laughing. <laughs> Sean Connery would be the ad limit, too. Which one do you choose, boy? <laughs> he would have been, he absolutely would have been adding stuff to it. And I would have been like, just, yeah, you're right. I would have been laughing more than watching it seriously. Honorable mention is the role of Trinity. Oh, who? So, oh, this is news. This, this is definitely oh, gonna be actually, new to me. Before, oh, before I have to put a disclaimer. So apparently, the Sean Connery one is just a rumor. He was actually offered to be the role of the architect in the sequel. Contrary, mm. probably not more. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. so I get to use Trinity to add Sandra Bullock to do it. First, they asked who no. who to do what. Shot Sandra Bullock to be Trinity. Okay. Uh, nah, yeah, nah. This this was before she knew Keanu Reeves was gonna be in it as Neo. Oh yeah, I can imagine how she felt afterwards. I know they had a little crush on oh, each other. He regretted. Yeah. Yeah, he regretted it. So. It's probably a lot of people that's kind of like, you know, and it's funny where could Sandra Bullock play it off? She played that back then? Uh, I'm trying to think. They both aged from speed. Probably, maybe. I think she could have. It's funny where Carrie Ann Moss has had this certain energy that's just, I don't think Sandra Bullock would play off. Like, it's just this whole. Cold, like, because I, I remember that's the first time we ever saw Carrie Ann Moss. Like, he's just tall, badass in the leather, and she just all like, I'm the coolest thing walking, but deep down, I got a heart. But like, everything else is like a loop, and I'm just, you know, I'm above it all. And Sandra Bullock didn't have that energy back then. Now, she could probably, you know, looking back now, yeah, you think she could do it, but back then, eh, I don't know, I don't think so. So, things kind of worked out the way they're supposed to work out. But it's just funny thinking how different that movie could have been. Will Will Smith as Neo, Ooh. and more than likely, if had Will Smith did it, we don't get John Wick. 
Yeah. One of the reasons we have John Wick is because Neo worked with the the people he worked with on the on the Matrix became the direct the directors of John Wick. So and we get work out the way they're supposed to. And we supposed to get a Matrix Four. It's funny how shit works out, man. It's funny how shit works out. Um, this, you up next. Yeah, this one we don't have to talk long about because I saw it and I just sat sat in my computer for like 10 minutes just like, what the fuck were they thinking? And that is O.J. Simpson as the Terminator. Mm-mm. So the movie... Uh, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Yeah, you get it. You like, no, nah, bro. And I, you know what's funny? The reason, the reason why he didn't get it is even hilarious. So I'll let you go into it. Um, so what I saw was the movie company wanted, um, you know, they wanted OJ so to be determinated, but James Cameron was like, "Fuck no, 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 no." And I think you know he pretty much fought for like, no, we're not getting him, and they end up getting Arnold. Um. But just thinking about it, do you know like how much money <laughs> they would have missed out on if that would have went with OJ Simpson? You couldn't have took that shit seriously. Well, OJ doing like the Naked Gun movies around that time or whatever. No, this is before. This is oh, this before is before that? that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Shit, no. It came out like what? Late seventies, early eighties. No, 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 no. This that's insane. I I get it. He was popular at the time, but and maybe you know you could say the same thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger. But James he James Cameron knew what he was looking for. He knew he was looking for a specific uh, type of person to play that role, especially a look. And yeah, OJ Simpson wasn't that look. Mm-mm. No, the, one of the reasons why they didn't pick him, they say they couldn't think he'd be believed was the killer. <laughs> Funny how that had changed in in the, the scope of history. Yeah, bad knees. Sarah, <laughs> 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 I can't even see him. Say, oh, Sarah Carter. Oh man, no, no. It's like everything changes. Like, do we have like? Does Arnold have his run? No. Like his run is. I don't know. Maybe he still get. Oh, I don't even know now. Cause that's a lot to dive into. I mean, I feel like eventually, I think eventually he'd have had it because it's kind of like Arnold's trying to type like he was going to be successful one way or the other. It might have took a little longer, but it's kind of like you know. Because keep in mind, he was doing a lot of like you know he does this, he does Conan, and he does some stinkers, and it isn't. And then it's like it's not till like the mid '80s he starts to take off. He starts doing like the Running Man and Predator and Twins, you know, because it's like it's some, you know, I don't think people saw people gave a rat's ass about Raw Deal. Red Heat was okay, but it wasn't like he was just hitting hit after hit. So, huh. yeah, but it's just hilarious just thinking about that. OJ Simpson as the Terminator. Yuck. <laughs> yuck, yuck, and yuck. And we still get stuff like that because it's kind of like people think, well, how about Triple H's store? Or Ronda Rousey's Captain Marvel. Like, you need people who can act. It's not just about looking the role. It's about actually like acting. 
Yeah, I always speaking of. I always wondered man. about. I, I always wondered about that. Uh, Triple H's Thor and like why? Oh, he was in Blade Three. Yeah, he's big and blonde. Yeah, and that's what he's I. Big and yeah. <laughs> that's why. And the same thing with like Ronda Rousey's Captain Marvel. They see the comic book. They I need somebody buff, and they got skinny Brie Larson. And I'm like, it's a. Co- you're not going to pass somebody that's like comically accurate for half those roles anyway. Cause like you want somebody that's like six to 175 pounds with 7% body fat, 36 double D's and can act. I don't think they, I don't think they exist on earth. So yeah, yeah I always laugh. Like it's acting. You're not going to have, you know, if you do good enough, no one cares. Speaking of where, Height and stuff like that makes a difference. Wolverine. Oh, you know what I think about Wolverine? Because I was watching Batwoman and I saw D. Ray Scott pop up and I could see the sadness in his face. <laughs> he was supposed to be Wolverine. He was picked first for Wolverine. Wow. The reason why he dropped out for Wolverine is because they were doing Mission Impossible 2. The movie Mission Impossible 2 was running to delays, so he had to drop out. Damn. So. Fox asked Russell Crowe to be Wolverine. No, oh, no. <laughs> and I just picture Russell Crowe like, what do you know about mutants, Mike? Like, <laughs> <laughs> with that accent, yeah, Wolverine. No, no, it's just, no. It's just hilarious. Like, he said no, but he knew somebody that would be a good pick. His homie, Hugh, this guy, no name, Hugh, Hugh Jackson. You know, that Hugh Jackman thing hits hard because while we did get a run with Wolverine with somebody, you know, who's going to be iconic with the role, if we only only got him a little bit later, if he was a little bit, you know what I'm saying, 10 years younger, Marvel's rolling now, and like, hey, you want to be Wolverine? Oh, man. But, you know, they'll find somebody new. It's nothing stopping them. No, it really, it really isn't. He always said he would only do it if he got to do it. No. He, remember what he said? I'll only keep doing Wolverine if I got to see a movie with the Avengers. Ain't nothing stopping him now. What's to stop Kevin? Like, if Kevin Feige, like, you know what? I can $30 million. Just do it once. He going to say no? All right, me. Are fans going <laughs> to complain that much? Wait, fans going to complain. You know what I noticed, too? And talking with you a lot, I'm starting to notice a lot of things. People gonna complain no matter what. It don't even fucking matter. Mm-hmm. So it it who cares? They, they gonna complain until they see it. Yeah, if they like it. They like it. Yeah, and if they don't, they don't. Because it's kind of like they complained about no one thought about Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man. No one heard Chris Hemsworth. People look at Chris Evans like, huh? And it worked. And the ones they don't like, if they don't like you, they're not going to like. Like Brie Larson, they don't like her. So they're not going to like her no matter how long she's playing Captain Marvel. They're going to talk about her haircut. They're going to talk about her not smiling enough. Like they don't like it because they don't want her to be the role. So it doesn't matter what she does. So she shouldn't care. And the reason why they don't like it is because she was like, I wish they had more people asking questions that wasn't just white guys. Yeah, I know. Like, let's have some diversity in, like, the media. And it was, 
You know how that oh, yeah, the backlash was insane about they that. They bark, they start barking at like, well, she should have got titties. She talking back to us. Like, good Lord, shut up. <laughs> but anyway, I just think about D. Ray Scott, because it was kind of like, his career is a lot different. And so is Hugh Jackman. Like, Hugh Jackman is one of the few people where it's like, he had a career, like, once he became Wolverine, he was more than his Wolverine. He was successful in other stuff beyond us being Wolverine. So now it's like, I'm Hugh Jackman, movie star, beloved actor. And D. Gray Scott's like, what could have been? Because, like, he wasn't even, like, Mission Impossible 2, he don't stand out. Nope. I mean, he's there, but it ain't really about him. And now you see him on a CW show. <laughs> like, no offense to CW. It's like, damn. It's like, uh, Oh boy! So, I actually got to Oh no, I'm on third one. Next, yeah. So, this one is interesting because I think it would have worked. I'm just not sure would it have worked the same. And that is me actually finding out that James McAvoy wasn't the first choice for Split. Is Joaquin Phoenix, and. When you look at the movie Split and when you were seeing Joaquin Phoenix work, I think he could have done the role. I'm not sure he would have had the same energy as James McAvoy because McAvoy went there. And I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, Joaquin Phoenix couldn't because he's a great actor. He can. But it's just a it, it's a, it's not, I don't think it's that different of a movie. I think the energy may not be there. Especially him playing that kid when he's you know doing the kid, I'm just like, yeah, I can't see why King Phoenix doing that. I think it's a different type of energy. Like Joaquin could do it, it's just gonna be different. Like it's because they just had different. And it's funny, like people forget how good an actor James McAvoy is. <laughs> like he's a very, very good actor that's been very good for a long time. And you know what's funny? I forgot he was in one. I don't I know how. <laughs> No, because keep in mind, it's before he's famous. Yeah, oh yeah. So that was like, that was more, that felt like an Angelina Jolie movie. He's on for the ride. And I remember him being annoying. Like, who is this punk always saying he's sorry, just whining? Like, <laughs> uh. Like, it's just, he, yeah, I did not like him and wanted when I first saw him. Like, this guy's just whining and crying. Get Angelina here. Like, like make the movie about her. And it's funny thinking about that now because you wouldn't think of him being like, you know, Taron Egerton and Kingsman. That's basically the role he's basically playing. Yeah. And won it. It's funny because like James McAvoy feels like a grown-ass man, but he wasn't always a grown-ass man. No, because just, God, you're right. That, so, first, that no. first, first 30 minutes is, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> sorry about it, boy. Calm down. <laughs> It is fine. Well, no, you're right about the energy thing because it's kind of like I think he should have got nominated for it because like he's playing a lot of different roles. <laughs> like he was he was acting his ass off. I'll never understand how he didn't. I, you can hate, you can have your issues with the movie itself and John with movies. It, huh? You you can horror, horror movies don't get nominated. True, the but I Peter did get nominated for us. But you know, I think M Night get a bad rap, so that kind of played a rap, played a little of a factor into it too, because you know, because he was a even punk. if M Night get a rap, that shouldn't get James McAvoy because it's kind of like he's 
been in artsy fartsy type movies. Atonement. Yeah, I guess. But I just, I, so, I, it's I, like you know they like they like European people. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I just felt like I remember because when I first saw, I never went to the movies to go um, see it. So it was just different. When I saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute, he's really acting this thing," and like nobody's talking about it. And maybe because I didn't go to the movies to go see it, I'm just like, "Has anybody seen Split?" And yeah, he's doing work, work. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so people, everybody who saw it was saying that about him. He's, he's doing acting, acting. He's out there. My name is Hamwick. I got new shoes. <laughs> you want to dance? Oh. Uh, but no, my next one is one we talked about a little bit when we did the movie Fast Five. Yeah, and this definitely changed the franchise. So Luke Cobb's original choice, Tommy Lee Jones. I still argue. I'm not sure if it would have worked against the Rock. Not sure it would have worked. You can tell by the way the Rock plays it. You can tell by the way the Rock plays it. It was supposed to be Tommy Lee Jones because he plays it like he's Tommy Lee Jones. Like, That's true. You notice his accent and how he looks in Fast Five compared yeah. to the, compared to all the other Fast movies he's in. Like the other ones, he's just a Rock. Yeah, Fast he, Five, he's playing like you know I'm a country boy from Florida. You know I'm out here. That's part. That's make you take pictures with yourself, boy. Like a whole bunch of southern <laughs> talk. Like he just talking trash. <laughs> and it's just no Tommy Lee Jones. It's a completely different movie. I'm not saying it doesn't work because like Tommy Lee Jones is awesome, and Tommy Lee Jones basically being Richard Kimball. I mean, basically like in the fugitive, like I'm Sam Gerard. Like get these two men, go catch them. Like I can see him doing that. And yeah. he is not going to tolerate any Adonis Riddle bullshit. At all. And just, and I can just see him, like, he would just be eyeballing. He's first time you see Tyrese, he's definitely frowning his face up. <laughs> like, You're a funny guy, aren't you? Like, so, <laughs> uh, he just going to be like, just, you know, he probably wouldn't say another story. He just probably sneering at him. But it's just a different type of energy. Cause it's more like they, cause you don't get no, you don't get the fight scene, so it's not more like you know a physical battle. It's more like a mental battle, so it's just different. But I don't think the franchise is as big, cause I don't know no. if Tommy Jones want to keep doing like yeah, another no. one. I thought it's no. not for one. Like I don't know if he's gonna do the whole sequel thing. Um, it definitely the Rock being in those movies elevated both the Rock and the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. So, it worked out for the best. So, but it could have been a different movie. A whole different. It would have felt like a girl. It would have felt like the fugitive Nas edition. <laughs> Tommy Jones, no, because Tommy Jones is the same thing with Denzel. Like Tommy Jones is a grown ass man. And yeah. Often when those, the first thing people would have said is like, huh? Why is old ass in this movie? They would have looked at like, what in the world is this? Yeah, I don't. I yeah, it definitely wouldn't have got the same money. I got an honorable mention though. I got an awesome honorable mention, and I couldn't leave him out of this list. And I know, so he said, I know Jeff gonna bring up that damn Nicolas Cage 
<laughs> Superman uh-huh. movie. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, but I will. Oh, I'm I am bringing up Nicolas Cage as in he turned down the role of the Green Goblin in the Sam Raimi movies. And I thought about it. I'm like, no, he would. I, I could just see him eating that up. Him getting to turn into uh, the Green Goblin. So I didn't really see a reason why he turned it down. But yeah, he passed on it. But their first choice was uh, Nicolas Cage. I mean, he would like keep in mind, Willem Dafoe was awful. Awesome yeah, 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 he was. No. Damn harlot. <laughs> yeah, like do what you want. Fix this fast. Like, you know, you're not you're not good enough to be with my family at all. No, he was definitely eating up seat. Like, it's funny rewatching those Spider Man movies because it's kinda like it was a different era. But people who say the Spider Man movies weren't were the first the first and second one, they lying. Don't believe it. They are lying. Like, no, it's not Spider Man homecoming, but it's like a movie made a decade ago. Those yeah. two completely different time eras. Like, yeah, they were awesome. Those movies made a lot of money for a reason because they were awesome. So don't don't let anybody say that. But Nicholas Cage, oh yeah, he could have played that. Yeah, maniac Norman. You know the whole the funny thing is, I can see him as Green Goblin. I can't see him as Norman Osborn. I now that I won't debate you on because I think he would have took it too far. Like you got to. You got to play both. You can't do, you know, he would have been mixing it up like, oh, no, I'm going to be normal Osprey, but I'm going to be like a little crazy. No, you got to be calm. You got to be cool. Don't show your cards. He would have been showing them. <laughs> Dad, what's wrong with you? Oh, what's wrong with me? Ah, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he would have did some crazy shit because that's just, shit, that's just Nicolas Cage. Like it or not. But it's funny, like, I think we've talked about this before, how Nicolas Cage, how he was in The Rock. He was pretty much playing it normal as it normal for him can be. But then everything else is just like, nah, I'm playing this to the left. But I think that's the great greatness of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I was breathing like all the people that was thought about to play Wolverine. Some of these names are insane. And for people to keep saying, oh, he ain't the same. No, people, people keep talking about, oh, if they cast new when they cast a new Wolverine, make sure he's like 5'4 or 5'. Stop it. You're not going to find nobody like that. Who is 5'4? That's 200 pounds. Like, what, you, you a and that's what, what I think. I'm thinking. Like, some people have not, or either don't know how short Wolverine is, so they just saying anything. Oh, make sure they're short. And I'm like, no, he is like a damn near a midget. What are you talking about? Why do you think they always call him? Uh, what? What is saber tooth? used always call him a little pug right. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like five four two ninety. <sighs> so who are you? Finding as built like that, like no, you gonna get some scoliosis and some testosterone and get him in the gym. Uh, so anyway, 
my honorable mention one is one that completely changed a movie franchise because it's debate on how close it was. The person who was involved said it wasn't that close. Other people beg to differ. Iron Man. Tom Cruise. Oh, boy. <sighs> boy, the Marvel Universe looks a whole lot different if Tom Cruise is Iron Man. I'm going to say something, and I haven't said this before. I'm not going to say it would have worked out bad. I'm not going to say that. What I will say is, I don't know how it worked out for the future. I don't know if we would have got to an Iron Man 3. I don't know if we would have got Iron Man in uh, the Avengers movies later on, the last two movie, Avengers movies. Um, I just don't know. I mean, so, real talk, we didn't know if we was going to get it with Robert Downey Jr. You know, they had to pay him some more money. So It would have worked if they paid Robert Downey Jr. a lot of money. They would pay Tom Cruise the same amount of money. Um, Tom Cruise likes to have creative control over stuff. That one would have been a no-go. Yeah, that's what the so, problem is. My, that's not my Just ignore that. I couldn't see Tom Cruise playing second fiddle to Chris Evans in a movie at all. Not that Tom Cruise won't do ensemble movies, but if he's Iron Man, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to leave behind Captain America in the Avengers. Like, I just can't see Tom Cruise. I just can't see his mindset being cool with that. And that's the thing. That's the, And that's why the Marvel movies work and the other movie universes didn't work. Because they didn't have an issue with, you know, well, Wolverine's the star, so we got to make Wolverine a star. Sorry, Cyclops, you're going to barely be in a movie. It was none of that shit. They had to deal with that. Or Jennifer Lawrence, you know, she just won an Oscar, so yeah, I guess she's going to run the X Men. Like they have, they didn't have to deal with that in the Avengers because none of them were big stars when they were when they started the movie. They're big stars now. Like Robert Downey Jr. was coming off like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Rehab. Terrence Howard and Jeff Bridges were way bigger stars at the time than Robert Downey Jr. was. Yeah. And so was Gwyneth Paltrow, to be honest. Yeah. So, and then it's just kind of like Robert Downey. When I think of Iron Man now, is like he Robert Downey looks like Iron Man. Like it's just like even in the comics before they changed him. Yeah, they changed him to look like Robert Downey. Like fits that role perfect. Now they changed to make him look like that, but he just fits that role. Tom Cruise just has a whole different type of energy. Like he could do it. I can see him like cracking jokes with Terrence Howard. <laughs> No, I couldn't like, either. Yeah, that, like that's something with um, with yeah. I'm just trying to think. And also, he one of the reasons for Iron Man works. You can see Robert. You can picture Robert Downey Jr. when it Paltrow date. They have chemistry. Yeah, they have grown adult romantic chemistry. When's the last time you thought Tom Cruise had natural chemistry with a woman in a movie? Top Gun. That's a long time ago. And I'm not even being Far funny with way, that. With Far away with Nicole Kidman. I always, actually married. Yeah, they always made me feel weird when I saw them on. I don't know. I knew they were married, but it just didn't feel. I don't know. Like, natural chemistry was on Top Gun, the last thing I remember. Yeah, like, Tom. Yeah, it's like, because even when. Because they've been in movies with women since then, it just feels like, you know, that's my buddy, or the romance just felt off. Mm-hmm. Like, Oblivion, and it feel right. 
Um, Edge of Tomorrow wasn't really that type of energy. So it was like, yeah, uh, him and Pepper Pot, nah, they ain't working. You knew. Like, <laughs> you knew it wouldn't. It, it, it wouldn't have worked once he started talking about. You know about Scientology. <laughs> I mean, she talks. She got goop. So well, talk silly shit. So that, yeah, they had plenty to talk about when the um, when the cameras weren't rolling. <laughs> you right about that. They both scammers. So <laughs> let's not get that part. Let's not get that part twisted. <laughs> no, Marvel's had a lot of funny things because they've been perfect with casting. But it's been a lot of what ifs. Because you have that one, I know Emily Blunt turned down being Black Widow. Hmm. How? Probably better than Scar- it's funny, like she probably better than Scarlett Johansson, and well, Scarlett Johansson made a whole lot of money being Black a whole Widow. Whole lot of money, and she she finessed her way into a, a Black Widow movie. When she when they the should have ca- been had one. Yeah, I don't. I never got the well. Hollywood is trash, so yeah. Thing. They should have been had one, and the, always the pushback was, "Well, Hawkeye ain't getting a movie, so why should they? I'm like, just put Hawkeye's him. boring. <laughs> just put him in a cameo in her movie, make him like a like yeah, a. It's like Black Widow, I'm like Black Widow has a story that you could tell a story with her in so movie, and more importantly, it's Scarlett Johansson, she's yeah. a movie star. We'll go see her. I mean, ain't no movie star. Like, what is it? It's amazing where. I guess we can wrap up. Marvel, thank God, they got Ike Permalter off the paint and they gave Kevin Feige control because it's a reason certain stuff didn't happen until Kevin Feige got control. This whole, we know we ain't making no black movies. We not making no woman-led movies. We can't have a woman be a villain. No one want to see that. Rebecca Hall, Iron Man 3 was supposed to be a villain. I was like, nah, I can't sell toys with that, and no one wants to see a woman as a villain. So they changed the story. Black Panthers would have come out a long time ago. No, I don't know about that. Nobody wants to see black. I don't, no one wants to see black people in a movie. They had a damn bigot making decisions in the biggest movie franchise on the planet. Yeah. Just think about that. Yeah, it, when you go back and find out and read about all that stuff about Ike, it's just like, ugh. You I mean, let's think about if he's still in charge, we don't get Black Panther, we don't get Captain Marvel. We probably, Marvel's a lot different because a lot of people would quit. Because I remember um, how Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth used to talk. they like, I don't, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie Portman, like a lot of Natalie Portman left. She's like, you know, she left. Howard left. A lot of them like, nah, I ain't dealing with all this. We get all this. He just tells them all, I got, they got me got yellow contacts and a sword. I can't see shit. I'm gonna cut myself. I look ridiculous. This ain't what I signed up for. Get all that. You know, He's I I, to lead to. I was always down with Idris, Idris Elba because I'm like his character. Yeah, I get it, but he's becoming bigger than that character, and he got tons of work he can be doing right now, and still making the same money. And they didn't have him do anything so. Thor Ragnarok was the first one they actually had him do stuff. Right. So the first time he was there talking, you know, watch black man, like, you know, I don't plan to die today. No man does. <laughs> like, I'm just a wise black man on the, on the porch. Like, I don't need no more magical Negroes. But, <laughs> you know, Tom Cruise in the MCU. Wow. 
It's different. It's just, it's just funny thinking that. This is a whole lot of stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a zillion movies if you go through it. And we can do it forever, but we won't. But it's just kind of thinking, like, how many careers are different? Because people made, people made certain choices. Or people made people say yes instead of no. Like, even TV. Say David Caruso. I'll just think about it. Say David Caruso doesn't leave um, NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. He just stays. He just, you know, he becomes a TV star, making a whole bunch of money. Jimmy Smith doesn't get doesn't get that love. There's just stuff on it says like I want to do a movie. Movies don't work. I mean, he did fine going back doing like CSI Miami, although it's kind of like you get your run ten years after it. My biggest one is wrestling related, and I was talking to Jeremy about this. And I was thinking about it because I was watching on YouTube and they suggested a match. It was The Rock versus Eddie Guerrero 2002. Say The Rock doesn't leave till 2006. Okay. Say he stays stay till like 2005, 2006. And then decides to do movies. We're not arguing who the greatest wrestler of all time is. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That conversation is not even happening. Just think about all the matches he could have had. He could have had more matches with Kurt Angle. He could have had matches with Batista, Randy Orton, Goldberg, Booker T. Think about all the people, Rob Van, because he had matches with some of them. Think about all all their ruthless aggression era stuff. Picture the rock on a SmackDown. SmackDown. Oh, he the man. Him being a He's him already. Being a heel wrestling Rey Mysterio. Him. Rushing the Undertaker when the Undertaker's an MMA mode. Think about all those great feuds. Him and Batista having a feud. Like, I remember The Rock saying the one thing he wished he could have did was have a feud with Rey Mysterio and he beat a hill. He said he never got a chance to do that. I bet you if The Rock stayed, they bring his thing a lot earlier. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, right, that, before, right before he goes to TNA. That's a WrestleMania match. The Rock wanted to wrestle. Just think about the matches he could have had for like another three years. Not only does that change how you look at The Rock, John Cena doesn't exist if The Rock's there. Ain't no John Cena. I mean, maybe it's a big car John Cena. You don't get that chance. He he flames out, basically. Yeah, it's different. It's definitely different because we wouldn't even have this conversation with people saying, well, you know, The Rock wasn't even there long enough. Okay. I can understand that. Things change. Just, I told him, I'm like, the Rock legal when he left was like, if LeBron had retired after he won a championship in Miami. The Rock left in his, Rock left in his early 30, like what, 31, 32. In his prime, he like, I'm done wrestling. Who does that? Somebody who knew he was destined for bigger <laughs> than just taking bumps. He didn't leave because of injury. He didn't leave because no. he was bored. Like, he left because he had a, a better career. But, like, you see The Rock in his lap, The Rock walk around with an eight-pack. <laughs> rest for his ass off. Like, The Rock looks like a damn comic book. But moving like he's, like, a wide receiver. Like, it's a, like he, he going toe-to-toe with Eddie Guerrero, and he can keep up with Eddie Guerrero. He can keep up with Rob Van Dam. Like the like the rock right before he left was wrestling his ass off. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get sad to stick in that. Like, you know what? The rock is, is in the best shape he ever was in. 
best skill set he was ever in, and then just leaves. Hey, they say it's better that you better that you leave early than late. So, mm-hmm. but he definitely left early, and it's just thinking like wrestling changed. So many things changed because like it's. Did you watch Ruthless of Wrestling? Yeah. Just think about the fact that not only did all, basically Austin and Rock leave around the same time, Lesnar comes and goes. Two years. He was out of there. Two years. Nah, Two man, I'm bored. Years. That's <laughs> like if Andrew Luck retired. Two years after they drafted him, after Peyton Manning left. I wouldn't even say that. You know who I'll put, put him more to? Randy Moss saying, year three, I'm out. Nah, I, don't, I don't feel like playing football no more. His rookie year and his second year. I'm good. No, I'm just trying to – the reason I bring the Andrew Luck thing is kind of like they used him to replace the legend of Peyton Manning. Randy Moss wasn't replacing anybody. Randy Moss just came. It was like, you know, Andrew Luck was the biggest – Remember, people talk about Andrew Luck like he was, you know. He was the next one? Yeah. Best prospect in decades. And yeah, I get you. Like, you know. So, yeah, it's just funny how things go with casting just in, like, in general, like a decision here and there. But a lot of in movies, like, normally things work out the way they're supposed to. Sometimes oh. you get a water. I don't know if, like, the OJ one is just funny. <laughs> the TV. And then I've been sticking here with his with his his hair his hairline trying to be a terminator. <laughs> his uh uh I got one for TV and I didn't know I was like do I put TV with movies but I put it on here just in case and I got to bring it up because it's, it's a I just is different. Walter White initially went to Matthew Broadway, and I'm just like, what? No. <laughs> But that was really a thing. And I'm just like, I still, I'm, I've been sitting here since last night. Like, I still can't see it. And maybe I'm not supposed to. Maybe it's one of those things that sneak up on you. Or you just surprised that he can pull it off. Because I'm just like, okay. I don't know if Ferris can do this. Because I don't think he had... He, he, I don't even think Brian Cranston could. People didn't think Brian Cranston could do it. That's true, too. That, that's absolutely true. Because there's nothing in Brian Cranston's career that would have you think he could do it. Like, okay, the voice of Fay Long and the dude, the dad from up in the middle, is going to play a secret drug kingpin. Like, why would you think that? Yeah, so maybe. Maybe I guess I, I guess it's the after effect of seeing what Brian Cranston did. Well, no, you're right. Like if somebody, if it was Jason Bateman, yeah, I could see it because it's funny. Like we, we've seen Ozark. Oh yeah, and well. Jason and Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman has that energy where he can be a good guy, but he can easily be a sleaze bag. It don't take much. Like he, he can be a straight guy. Like he got that thing where it's like just push it a little bit. You can easily just like you can just that whole I'm kind and cool can be real smug and arrogant. <laughs> like all all it is like you just push it a little bit to the right. That's all it takes. Like and he got that he got that face too. Cause like oh you see him it's a guy he's an insurance agent. He a nice guy. But if you just look at him a certain way, it's like oh yeah I can see him hitting on my wife when I'm at the grocery store. Yeah. Same thing. It took a while for him to get like that too, because it was always everything I was seeing him in. It was always kind of like, no, he's the good guy. 
But now it's kind of like he gotten older, and you know he, he, you know he's gotten better as an actor. So it's just like now, oh, he can't play the role. With him and what was it? The, him, his wife, and Joe Egerton, where like he used to bully him in school. And then, like, he grew, he grew up and something like that. And it's, I forgot the name of the movie. Like, he's awesome. Because he's basically being a dickhead. I feel like I know I what you're talking about. Name. Like, I, I go on DB, I don't know. But I forgot. I saw the movie theater. It was like, no. Jason Bateman has that energy in that face where it's like, yeah, you can see it. Matthew Broderick doesn't. Matthew Broderick's always been like a nice guy. Yeah, he just seems so like. him as a drug dealer. I mean, maybe that's what it is. But he doesn't look like one. So maybe that, that's a perfect what to be one. Yeah, and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've seen every Matthew Broadwick thing in the world. So, who knows? Um, yeah, we'll shut it down here. Yeah, we gonna get up out of here. Uh, next week, huh? What'd you say? No, I said you've seen enough to make that to make that. I said you've seen enough to make that um that choice. Oh, right about the like. Yeah. So next month, it's gonna be fun because we've been saying we were gonna do these movies, but we're actually gonna get into them. And it's gonna be DMX month. Uh, Romeo Must Die, Cradle to the Grave, and Exit Wounds. So it's gonna be three weeks of DMX, and we're gonna actually every each week we're gonna talk about uh one of his albums. One of his three-peat albums. It's very rare that you get a three-peat in hip-hop. He was one of those people that had a three-peat with just classic albums. Um, so, yeah, that will be next week. I'm not sure. Are we going to yeah, do a... a longer than that. Huh? What was longer? What's that? What'd you say? No, you're breaking up. No, I was asking, no, what did you say? Oh, no, I was just saying that... Um, yeah, we'll just do the. Um, I'm not sure how you want to do the movies. Do you want to do them by which one came out first, or you just want to do them whichever one we want to do? No, we'll do them by chronological order. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, what what came out first? Uh, Romeo Must Die? Romeo Must Die. Because it was part of this whole thing, basically, that's kind of like somebody decided, you know what would be cool? Let's take Kung Fu movies and blacken them up. <laughs> let's combine, like, basically, let's combine Asian and, think about it, like, let's combine Asian and black culture. Yeah. It worked? Yeah. I mean, I it did. Surprised. Like, I mean, actually, rules are kind of different, even though it's like, it's one of three, it doesn't have that same energy. Is like Roman must die and Chris to the grave, but it's kind of like the same type of movie. But yeah, somebody decided let's do these action movies. Let's make. We've said this. People still don't understand how big DMX is at the, at the height of his power. The most popular rapper and most successful rapper alive in an era where there was a lot of successful rappers is basically being like the best person in the Attitude Era, and he was also a movie star. It was. It was him and Jay Z, and they were rocking Stone Cold, and that's pretty much the best example a, I can give it to you. He was, and he was, a, he was above Jay Z. Yeah, for a moment, for a, it, it, for a moment. No, he was above. No, 
he was above from the time DMX came out to like 2002, he was above Jay-Z. DMX, was a, DMX had like a five-year run where he was the man. And everybody was you can no limit, cash money, Nas, anybody. It didn't matter who it was. He was above all of them. Snoop Dogg, he's above all of them. Dre. Yeah. He was the man. Woodstock, 100,000 people. He out there rapping. Yeah. Like he, and people sound like, people are like, oh, yeah, DMX, he got a little one. Like, no. DMX didn't have no little one. DMX ran rap. And this was. Back when people considered like rap, golden age, he was the top person above rap until, yeah, so he, he flamed out. And the whole thing about it, it wasn't just like, oh, no, he crossed over. And when I say he crossed over, and that 100,000 people you saw at uh, Woodstock, yeah. That'll tell you everything you need to know right there. No, they, cr- they cross over to him. Well, he ain't changed shit. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm glad you said that because it's one thing that stayed consistent even to now. DMX is who he is. Love him or hate him, he is who he is. Um, and you know, some of that could be, you know, he got in his own way, and that's why he flamed out. So, who knows? A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I would just say we can end the show with this. I always laugh. Because I remember when the Secret Life of Pets 2 came out and they were using Where the Hood at as the song for the trailer and the song for commercials. And I'm like, whoever picked this song never listened to any lyrics from this song. Because <laughs> it ain't a snowball chance in hell they would and they say this song is appropriate for this movie, this kid's animated movie. Because I remember the first time I heard that the song and I was like, this sounds like a hate crime. That's for. Those first set of bars is like, ooh. like I, I, I feel bad. I don't even. I feel bad listening to my car. Sometimes I just skip. I'm like, nah, it's a little too much. <laughs> like we'll just say, you know, rappers had a history like some homophobic stuff, like a bar here and there. His whole first stance is just like, glad yeah. was set him on fire. Yeah, go go. Go check it out if you don't know. I'm like, that's... Yeah, so there's funny thing about that, but no, we're going to do... I'm looking forward to these DMX movies because it's... Cam always say, oh, y'all like mid action movies. And I'm like, no, Cam, we're just not anti-black like you. <laughs> can't, we, can't watch the, we can't just keep watching the office over and over again. Maybe we want to watch some stuff with us in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook and the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. You can also follow Shahid at Philly drugs, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, you might see him. You might not. Uh, yeah. So we can get up out of here next week. Romeo must die. We are out. Peace. <laughs>